Happy New Year's, everybody, and welcome back to Only Stupid Answers. My name is DJ Wildridge, and we have a very special episode for you today. We are doing a year in review of 2020. Before we let it go, we just want to take a second to look back and bask in what we endured. This was actually part of our end of the year Last episode of 2020 for the Only Stupid Answers show. If you're not familiar, Roxy Stryer and I do a special two-hour show every week live on patreon.com slash onlystupidanswers. And so if you were a part of that, you got to listen to this early. And if you're not, this gives you a taste of the kind of things that we like to talk about on that show. If you want to go over to Patreon, we really appreciate it. It's what helps keep the lights on here, keeps this show going. And of course, the fan community over there is incredible so i highly recommend you go and check that out but one last ride before we head into the sunset or the sunrise of 2021 let's take a look back at 2020 yay (laughs) yeah as i was looking through this year in review and i'm thinking about the biggest news stories i was like well The good thing is we were in very trying times, so a lot of people had to step up to the plate. Yes. The bad news is a lot of people had to step up to the plate because we were in very trying times. Mm -hmm. So that means a lot of the biggest news stories are people getting sick, are people dying, are people protesting, are all of those things because that's what this year was. Yeah, 100%. And and. Uh, I was going to say they're all important things. A lot of them are important things. Some of them were things that we just had to endure. Um, But listen, you can't... Normally on this show, we like to do our favorite movies of the year, favorite shows of the year, favorite da-da-da of the year. Roxy, I couldn't tell you, I couldn't tell you what I want, what I can't, what was new this year or what I watched that was old that I caught up on. It's just all a blur to me. And so I'm glad, um, I'm glad you're here for a variety of reasons, but particularly for this, because you've been doing your daily show every day, youtube.com slash Roxy Stryer of uh, breaking down the biggest news stories. So you have like, if anybody has their finger on the pulse of this year, it's Roxy Stryer. So let's go through this year and, and yes. look back and hope and hopefully close the coffin door on it and put it uh, in the Marianas Trench and never see it again. Here's something that was interesting about picking these news stories, DJ. There was a lot of interesting things, but more so than ever before, there is no longer such thing as entertainment news, political news, world news, mm-hmm. music news. Like, the, the lines are so blurred at this point because celebrities are politicians, yep. but because money gets you vaccines and rich people are famous. Because for all of the reasons, I was like, I don't even know what qualifies as entertainment news anymore. Yeah. This is. For lack, for the most part, this is an entertainment news show. Mm-hmm. But really, I was like, I don't even know. I don't even know what that means anymore. The whole world, we, this whole world is entertaining right now, for better or for worse. It's like, what is even going on? So, yeah, all this is entertainment news, which to me is entertainment news adjacent. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yes. Um, but I can just start with some of the stories if you want to kick it off with some really depressing ones. How do you feel about that? Let's let's start with the depressing ones. Let's start with, uh, oh my God, those we lost this year. No, this is a, you know, this is an interesting place to start because in a year in which in this country alone, we lost hundreds of thousands of people. 
There are a handful of celebrities that we also lost, um, most of which had nothing to do with COVID because we're still living life and yeah. it's still a year in which we had huge deaths. This year did seem like some of the deaths came so out of left field. Um, I don't even know how to rank who is the biggest, which is it seems like a weird thing to say, but yeah. I don't know that there is a bigger death in sports history than Kobe Bryant. Yeah, um, That was a, a huge one. And again, that doesn't even feel like this year yeah. because that was a, a January death. And since then, it feels like so many things have taken place. But if you take yourself back to January, in which we were living here, just going through our normal lives, kind of bouncing around, even when we knew that COVID was a thing, we just didn't believe it was a thing. Yeah. Uh, and every single person was talking about this. They were talking about the plane crash. They were talking about the loss of Kobe Bryant and his daughter and his uh, the impact it had on his family. And this week it was announced that Vanessa Bryant's mom is suing Vanessa Bryant for $5 million. And she is saying that she's owed $5 million for babysitting Vanessa Bryant's kids. Uh, it's a disgusting lawsuit. Okay. So hold on. Not we, yep. I don't know if we have time. We, anyway, whatever. I know we don't have time, but, but I, 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 know. I do have questions. So, okay. So, yeah. Vanessa Bryant is is Kobe Bryant's wife, right? Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. So so she married into the the you know, Bryant, yeah. right? So this is not her mother in law. No, this is her mother. The per- the person that raised her. Yes. Okay. And so and she's suing her. And why is she suing her? This has been an ongoing battle since Kobe's death. Apparently, Kobe was paying Vanessa's mom more than Vanessa pays Vanessa's mom. Okay. And so Vanessa's mom wants more money for life yeah like thing shopping house whatever um and vanessa obviously is not is thinking about her future a little differently yes because she does not have kobe bryant anymore who could have made millions if not billions of more dollars throughout his life yeah um and so her mom has been feuding with her and publicly put out statements about her and has been going on talk shows and talking crap about her daughter. It's been a disgusting story. Again, I know we don't have time for it, but that's all happening now. And it was only a year ago that she lost not only her husband, but her daughter. So that was one of the biggest stories of 2020. Um, And I think all of our hearts go out to her. It's just freaking horrible, horrible what happened there. Um, Another one that took the entire world by surprise Black Panther, Chadwick Boseman. Um, Another another surprise. It wasn't a surprise probably to the five people closest to him who knew about his cancer, but that was that was something not even his directors, not even his um, co-stars. And it's also kind of kind of time um, timely, too, because Ma Rainey just came out. And we also heard today that he's going to be in multiple episodes of What If? Mm -hmm. So the legacy of Chadwick Boseman being a huge one. There was a few other people. Again, it's so hard to pick. I know this comes from the world of politics more, but RBG, who has become like this massive celebrity, yeah, her passing was huge um, and was one of the most like celebrity tweeted about, talked about events of this year. So uh, worth mentioning. Naya Rivera, another massive shock yeah. um, with what happened with Naya Rivera. I mean, I can't even believe in a year with Kobe and Chadwick and Naya, like all in three disturbing in different ways none of which are covid um and then eddie van halen because also covering a little bit of music here yeah 
a horrible, horrible death. So that's not to say that there weren't other people who died whose lives were not equally as important and great. Um, but those were some of the biggest ones this year. And all in, in any given year, those would have been the biggest story. But in this year, when we look back on this year, I don't know. I don't know what's remembered and what's not. With some of those, like obviously some of those were, were events that occurred and some of them happened prior to um, us feeling the impact of COVID over here. But I got to imagine some of them, um, while the person didn't pass from COVID, I still feel like it's kind of COVID related. With everything that's going on, I feel like if if you're weak and your body is 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 weak and and been through it. I wonder if there's part of it that your your will, your spirit is like ah, I don't know. <laughs> well, definitely. You know what I mean? Does that um, is does it make sense what I'm saying? Like like even though COVID's not the one that gets you, if you're just looking at the state of the world and you're on the edge of your rope, you might just be like I don't know if I'm. I completely keep pushing. What you're saying. Not only that, but also obviously affects the circumstances around your death in terms of your funeral and who can attend and yeah. how and how you're remembered and all of those things. I do believe, and you guys I'm sure will correct me if I'm wrong, but I do believe that Chadwick Boseman was found with COVID antibodies in his system, which a lot of people um, think might have impacted. Because from as the story goes, we still haven't heard the full-blown story, but as the story goes, a week and a half prior to his death, he still believed that he was in this fight. Um, And so we don't know the the effects that COVID have had on this all around. Um, or yeah, like you're talking about the fighting the good fight. I mean, RBG has been fighting the good fight for years and years. And this year was effing exhausting. Yeah, it's just punishing. And under normal conditions, it's punishing. How old was she? 87, maybe? Yeah. So under normal, like under normal conditions, this year is punishing. If you're 87 and, you're, and your health is, you've dealt with mul- multiple health crises and it's like at a certain point, how much, um, uh, like we had a loss in this family, my family that, that is not technically COVID related and that it was not COVID, but I just have to imagine that, yeah, it's just at a certain point you can only, you, you physically can only take so much, but mentally and spiritually, you can only take so much as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, same DJ, my aunt died this week and there was only six people around at her funeral. Yeah. And it's like, you know, she, a lot of the, the things around it was about where she needed to leave the hospital because she needed to be with her loved ones because they couldn't come to the hospital and moving to her to hospice was like a whole issue within itself. So again, side note, but the whole point being that like, even though she did not have COVID, COVID greatly impacted her death and it, it impacts every life and every death of 2020. Yeah. Every single life. So yeah, that that's some of the um I would say not as exciting news of the this year, not as uplifting. Yeah, just you know, you know we're just ripping the band-aid right off. You know what I mean? Like you just gotta so some at a certain point you just gotta dive right in. I know. I'll try to take us around though. So cause let's bounce back and forth. I don't think we can stay in dark depressing land for too long. Let's so, not. Know, we'll, We'll rock a little high-low here. Um, this is a big one, and I don't think a lot of people think of it as one of the biggest news stories of the year. However, it possibly could be in the future because Parasite won Best Picture, Best Director, and Best Screenplay at the Oscars, and that was a massive accomplishment. Now, in comparison to all the people we've lost this year, is that going to be the thing that we remember? Maybe not, but for what Parasite was and what it was able to accomplish and the doors that it might open to not just Bong Joon-ho movies in the future, but people who are trying to create movies 
like Parasite, not that there's any movies like Parasite, but yeah. in, a, in a stranger vein, it really could change the future of cinema and what is considered an award-worthy film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, obviously, I'm a big fan of this just because I thought Paradise Sight was amazing. This was one of those instances where, you know, you hear good things, you hear good things, you hear good things, and you're like, man, I'm going to I'm gonna be let down for this movie if for no other reason that I'm just too hyped for it. And then you see it, and you're like, no, nah, this was great. You can, it turns out, you turns out you could not overhype me for this movie. So um, I am happy that this happened, especially, I don't know about you, Roxy, but I, I don't pay the Oscars too much mind. And when I do, it is rare that, that the Academy picks films that I find valuable to me. And so on the rare instances, like you got a moonlight, you got a parasite. It's like, okay, all right. Every once in a while, you guys nail it. <laughs> because the thing is, even if it's not your cup of tea, the Oscars, or even if it, you think that the award part is silly or whatever it is, a lot of filmmakers are affected by the Oscars because how much money they have to make movies going forward has to do with how much notoriety and credibility their ideas have. So as uh, filmmakers and aspiring filmmakers, if you're listening to the show, while the Oscars might seem kind of trivial at the same time, if filmmakers know that they can make movies like Parasite and they will still be seen and recognized, then it it changes the landscape and it changes their ability to do that instead of for a $60,000 budget for a $5 million budget or whatever it is. So it has a huge impact. And again, it's not like that's the thing that's going to be remembered this year, but that's a pretty massive accomplishment in in the entertainment world. So, and I think that's an incredible point because if you're not making Marvel money or Marvel movies or superhero movies or whatever, um, having, one of the few ways that you can get the money to make a not one of those movies <laughs> is if you have some awards cred behind your name or behind your projects. This is a dumb question. I apologize. When did this happen this year? <laughs> no, it's not a dumb question. Um, what was this? Was it, was it February? So it was before the world ended. So I do, don't even know. I know it feels like it might've been. Yeah. It was February 9th. Okay. okay. So, so do they have a plan for the, for the next one? Still not a dumb question. Um, the last, the last that I had heard, and let me try to look this up right now. It was gonna be in April um, instead of February because they were trying to make more movies eligible. I don't even know what eligibility will look like. Let's see what's going on. No. It says right now that uh, Academy Awards, the 93rd Academy Awards, is supposed to be Sunday, April 25th, 2021. All right. Oscars will hold in person. Oh boy. Uh, uh, okay. An in-person uh, show in 2021. This is coming from Variety just 20 days ago during December. They said this. So the update is that it's going to be, yeah, it's getting pushed back two months to April 25th. And that they're not sure how many people will be allowed inside the theater, but the theater fits 3,400 people. So I don't know. I don't know. DJ. In their defense, all these people can probably afford to get the vaccine early. So, you know, because that's might, the way it works in this country. We might lose some first responders, but at least these people will go get, be able to hand out their gold trophies to each other. <laughs> I, I want to laugh if it was a joke, but all right. This is moving the world forward, we live in. <laughs> I know. Uh, moving forward, again, talking about lines being blurred and things being crossed, one of the most watched televised events of this year. Honestly, if not the most televised and watched maybe 
the Super Bowl more, but I don't know the stats on that. The yeah. presidential debates. The presidential debates were the must-see TV of this year, oh my which God. is <laughs> which is unbelievable. Um, in between the presidential debates, our president got COVID, mm-hmm. so there was that as well. Uh, and th- this was like the most tweeted about. I mean, all, the stats on this were insane. The most tweeted about both the presidential and the vice presidential debate, all of them, then the separate ones. Um, and then the battle between the separate ones airing at the same time. This was like watching survival of the fittest. Yeah. This was like, this was, this was entertainment news. I don't know in what world this is not entertainment news. You know what? I think you're right. And this is something I feel like we might have touched on this in previous thing, but this has become increasingly, uh, I've been thinking about it more uh, over the past few months as I've tried to make sense of our president and that whole situation. And I think this goes back to him being a reality star. And I do wonder if um, intentionally or not, people do view this as entertainment. So it almost doesn't matter what he does or does not do. It's he's, uh, he's part of our team. We root for our team. Uh, the yeah. bigger, the louder, the more, the more audacious he is, the more entertaining it is. We're all on board. And so it's divorced from, in a sense, in certain circles, the reality of the situation. Um, basically, what I'm trying to say is we've all been trapped in a shitty reality show with the heel in charge. Like we, whether we want to or not, we're, we're now in it. <laughs> Yeah, that's so true. And, and and even we might not even realize that we are it. Yeah. That's like so many people who are doing this. I mean, the conversation around this literally was like people eating popcorn watching this. What are you doing tonight, DJ? Oh, I'm watching the presidential debates. What about you? Oh, same thing, obviously. Are you gonna tweet about it? Yeah, I'm live tweeting the presidential debates. Oh, look at that fly on his head. Blah blah blah. Yeah. Like that was the entertainment of 2020. And part of that might be the fact that we were in COVID. And so we hadn't had a lot of new TV this year. Yeah. So that was like that and that was that was the thing. That was the thing this year. I don't know in any other time in which the presidential debates were like must see TV. And it was it was really incredible. Uh but speaking of things that blur the line between entertainment and non-entertainment. COVID obviously had a massive impact on the industry. And when picking what COVID event was the biggest of the year, it's impossible to pick any. So I just picked the first entertainment COVID of the year, which was the one that came out uh, that made everybody kind of believe that COVID existed and that anybody could get it. And that was when Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson had COVID. I remember that was the turning point for a lot of people. A lot of people thought that this was a small little virus that only a certain, I don't know, that they were invincible to. And then Tom Hanks, America's sweetheart, ends up getting COVID. And everybody was like, oh, so you can be rich and get this thing? Oh, you can be famous and get this thing. You can be white and get this thing. Mm -hmm. You can be anything and get this thing. So this is real. And uh, a lot of celebrities obviously getting COVID after that probably more celebrities than not celebrities because people stayed working on sets. Yes. But this was the start of COVID in celebrity culture. Yeah. And I think in some ways science really let us down with this one because they really found a way to, we were just talking about the president too. They just found a way to rally around people like this. And so I, I can't imagine you look at people like Tom Hanks coming out of it fine, being like, well, it's probably not a big deal then. 
And yeah. it's like, yeah, motherfucker, you can't afford the shit that they can afford. <laughs> totally. Totally. Like when Trump walks out and he's gone to a special hospital and had 24 seven care and his hospital room also has an oval office inside of it. Yeah. And you th- and then people watch that and think, oh, I too will have a great experience with COVID. There is nothing to fear. Yes. Uh, and so I do think that without meaning to, Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson kind of did do that because although they are America's sweetheart couple, they they seemingly did not have many issues with this. Although in, in current times, Rita Wilson and Tom Hanks have both come forward. I mean, like we actually still have residual effects of this, guys. Yeah. Like, this is still a thing for us. Uh, so those were the celebrities that I feel like started it all. But definitely, name, you name them. Like, I remember when Tiffany Haddish got COVID yeah. or there's the COVID rant of Tom Cruise or, or Robert Pattinson. Robert Pattinson shutting, Batman having to shut down or any TV show Flash having to shut down because of COVID on set. I mean, every movie getting pushed, every TV show getting pushed, every deadline being delayed, every single thing is affected by COVID. But it starts with Mr. Tom. <laughs> Do we uh, think... The other, are, oh, go ahead, are we... Are we how do you think this evolves in 2021? We're getting the first wave of vaccines. Hmm. Well, this is the thing that you shouldn't do. Research the mutation of the virus. Cool. For hours cool. And hours a day. Uh, here's what you should do. Figure out what group you're in, right? So uh, because I take care of my grandparents, I'm actively working right now on getting them Uh, to be approved to be in a certain group. The way that we're doing it in California, possibly throughout the United States, although I think everybody is a little different, is we are sectioning it off to 1A, 1B, 1C, 2, 3, and 4, which means that different people are eligible for different groups. um, And it really, those, none of those things have to do with your money or your level of fame. Mm -hmm. That being said, you and I know how this works. And somehow, People who are in their 30s, who are completely healthy with no pre-existing conditions, who have millions of dollars, end up in 1A instead of 4 where they're supposed to be. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know exactly how this looks moving forward. I hope how it looks is that by the summer, everybody is vaccinated and people wait their turn and get vaccinated when it's appropriate for them to get vaccinated so that people like our parents and grandparents and Obviously, healthcare workers and teachers and all of the people who are out there and firefighters and police officers and the people who need to be out doing their job can get vaccinated first. Yeah. How do you think this looks? Uh, that I, I'm I'm for that. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm for I'm, I'm for that. I, I I mean, but I will say none of those people are going to get handled handed gold statues in April. So uh... that's so true. What do we do about that? What Justice for the statue people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. So the other biggest thing this year is going to be remembered mainly for two things. Yes. I think at least one of them is COVID, and the other is BLM. Uh, that's the biggest movement uh, of the year. It's the biggest racial movement of my lifetime, or at least that, that's how I feel. And that has, of course, affected the entertainment industry. Not only have we seen a ton of celebrities come to protest, some of them incognito, some of them loud and proud, some of them leading protests. Um, we've seen how this has affected John Boyega and Ray Fisher. We've seen how this has affected how roles are being written or how cast members are being treated, like what came out about Leah Michelle. I mean, this, the uh, BLM did not just mean 
it's not just affecting one area of life, it's affecting every single industry. So obviously one of those industries, and uh, rightfully so, is the entertainment industry. And yeah. this is a huge, huge, it's hard to call it a, an event of the year, mm-hmm. but, but I, it is like the biggest thing and going to have years and years of impact on the industry, the same way that Me Too had so much impact on the industry. Uh, I don't know for you, DJ, are there any standout like, celebs that you think of when you're thinking about the movement or moments that you think about that will affect the entertainment industry when it comes to this? I know I named a few. Yeah, of course. I think an image I pulled up uh, for those watching, um, uh, Patreon is, is John Boyega. So I think um, uh, he obviously springs to mind. Um, uh, I'm a big fan of his all the way back from Attack the Block. Um, so like, and I think he had he stood out but i think more in general was just the movement in itself and i think it's similar to the the question of how long does this last and how how i in some way interestingly i feel like the industry is taking this more seriously than the covid i feel like this could have a longer lasting impact um um but i do that's true, DJ. Sorry to interrupt you, but the reason I think for that is because COVID is new and people are tired of it. Yes, but this is but Black Lives Mattering is not new, mm-hmm. and so by the time that we've gotten to where we are now, people were fucking exhausted. Yeah, and so I think that's why it will have an impact because we longer lasting impact than COVID will because this is something that's going to need like we don't need a vaccine and a bandaid on it. We need an entire renewal and upheaval of our system. Like it has to be completely rewritten and changed. So I'm, I'm with you. I think that's a astute observation. Yeah. And I think the only thing I, on the surface, I think it's fantastic that that will get, um, remembered longer. The only thing I will say with the COVID thing is that yes, there is a vaccine for COVID, but as far as I think, I guess for me, at least what it represents is this is for me, this is like an urban early harbinger with how we will handle uh, uh, exacerbated climate change and uh, our report cards, not great. And so if, if, especially not in this country. Yeah. And I think even though the, I think, I think there's more of a burden to deal with racial inequities in, in media because that's more easily resolvable. But um, considering, the way the wealthy impact the environment uh, and the, how many wealthy people are in the entertainment industry and how the entertainment industry impa- impacts the environment. I think it is important to also take that seriously um, as well, because it's the, the two issues are not divorced from each other. The, 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 the communities that will be impacted most by climate change are the same communities that have been impacted most by COVID. Um, and so right. it, I think it's, I think uh, I'm I am excited that it seems like people are taking this seriously. I know it's it's affected the way that that I view things and the way I write things, and and I hope that it involves not just you know um, more roles, but but I think more I think arguably more importantly um, is is more uh, producers and people in charge and studio heads um, from different communities that can represent those voices and represent those communities, um, but but. I, I do hope that it is. I do hope that these are the two things that 
this year is remembered for the BLM and COVID. And I hope that they are, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like almost a canary in the coal mine that like one, we, that's the frustrating thing. We should have resolved black lives matter thing, BLM thing decades ago, because now we have other things that we need to handle. And we haven't even that we, that was like a century ago. We should have fixed that shit. Yeah, like this is not a new problem. So we need to yeah. we need to get on that quick so that the other environmental stuff we can we can handle that. Anyway, whatever. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24/7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Uh, well, something that, because as I said, we go up, we go down. Yeah. Something that I personally have never cared too much about, but I would be remiss in not bringing this up because the world cares so much about this. And that's the Royals. Uh, Harry and Meghan basically essentially left the Royals this year. Cool. They, uh, they, th- that happened. They're getting their own uh, spinoff. <laughs> I mean, they are getting their own podcast. Did you see they have an exclusive Spotify? It's a thing. Yes. Um, again, the Royals have never been my thing. I did watch The Crown. I thought it was great. That's the extent of my interest in the Royals. I'm not somebody. Sometimes I mix up who's Harry and who's. The I other one. Remember. One of them has hair. The other one doesn't. What is his name? Styles. Uh, Harry. No, Harry and Styles. No, wait, he's with the, he's with Kate and uh-huh. Kate Middleton and. Uh huh. Also Charles. Wait. So so before we get into all that, I do have some questions for you. You're obviously not the best person to ask this because you just admitted yes. that you're not. This is not your thing. Yes. But are Harry and Meghan the? good guys in this or the bad guys or are there no good guys no so this is a great question i feel torn and and, and again coming from somebody who clearly has no knowledge Mm -hmm. of this situation like i i am speak i can't emphasize it enough i am speaking out of my ass on this one cool 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 that's how i feel uh i feel like anybody is allowed to do anything they want in life because it's their life to live Mm -hmm. that being said Megan married into a family of like hundreds of years of royals uh, and knew what she was marrying into. And her and her husband, Harry, made a decision to leave that. I don't know what happened behind closed doors. If that was a fight, if that was a he didn't want to leave, but she did, that probably should have been decided before they got married um, because that's a conversation that should have come up. If this was a, he was just looking for an out too, and he was so excited when she wanted to leave because he never wanted that life anyway, then sounds like it works. I know that a lot of people in England definitely look at Harry and Meghan as the villains of this situation. Interesting. Um, but I don't, I don't know, and I don't care because I live my life like this. Live your life how you want. If you're not hurting anybody, I do not care. Yes. I'm going to live my life how I want. I'm not going to hurt people, so you can't care. Yes. I I 100% agree with that. The only other thing that I do question, I do have, is 
I don't even know if there's a question, but every time I look at the, is it Charles? Charles and Harry? Anyway. Is it William? Is it William? We'll never know. There's no way to know. Um, do you, would you, I think I look at them and I look at their wives and I think, wow, I would have a bottomless well of insecurity that these women only married me because I'm a royal. And I don't think I could ever resolve it. Well, I think that probably this helps Harry's insecurities because clearly Meghan didn't marry him because he's a royal because she just desperately wanted to leave being a royal. Yes. So that probably helps. Um, I don't know that they care. Yeah, probably. I think, I think what would help that insecurity insecurity is, holy crap, I have the hottest, coolest, dopest wife on the planet. Mm-hmm. Look at me. Yeah, yeah. Look at me go. Yeah, there you go. I, I, it makes sense. <laughs> so that's a big story. Not really for DJ and I, but I, I don't know. I'm trying to, I'm trying to look out for you people in the UK. We're you know, diversifying. I, I just don't know why. I don't know why they, I don't know why anybody care. I think that whatever, I, we don't need to get into all that. I don't know. I don't know. They don't do uh, anything. They do, They don't do anything. <laughs> in a year in which a lot of people were canceled. One of the biggest, almost cancellations was Ellen DeGeneres. This makes the top 10 list because Ellen DeGeneres has been like in everybody's living room for so many years. She was known as this kind, sweet, compassionate, caring, beautiful, wonderful woman. And was just, it was just outed that that might not be the case. Mm -hmm. Uh, Seemingly nothing's happened because the show took a hiatus. It came back. The ratings are pretty good. She's doing very well. She made Twitch a producer. People were happy with that. She's getting huge celebrity endorsements and guests on her show every single show. It doesn't look like this is going to have any kind of long-term lasting effect, but hopefully people behind the scenes are getting treated nicer. I believe people can change. I also believe we probably shouldn't reward people reward people who are assholes because there's a lot of people who can do jobs that are nice. Uh, this was huge though. This was a really big one. Where yeah. are you at with this DJ? Uh, I don't know. I, I have always been kind of sus- suspicious of celebrities and that's only been like exacerbated this year. And so I just, you know, whenever somebody like you, somebody celebrates a celebrity as bold or daring or like move, it's like, ah, eh, that, you might dial back. Cause you don't, you don't know. Just, yeah. just, just stick with, Hey, they make things I like. I like I like what they present. Yes. Yeah. How yeah. they present to me, I like. Yeah. There's a lot of like, hey, listen, I'm a big Quentin Tarantino fan. He, I don't think he's made a movie I've disliked. I cannot speak to him as a person. Yeah. <laughs> and I would not even I would not even consider trying. He just makes movies I like. So in the entire world of entertainment news, moving forward, DJ, there's only one show. That I put on this list. Yes. And that is because I believe in years to come, if you talk about 2020, there's really only one show that people will think about. <laughs> I really mean that in my whole soul. And that and show it's is Raised Tiger by King. Wolves. Oh, wait, no. It sorry. is Raised by Wolves. Yeah. It is Tiger King. Close. It has an animal. Mm-hmm. Guys, t- what Tiger King did is it was one of those things that was the right time at the right place. Because there's no other year in life in which Tiger King is a hit. Yes. I just don't I don't even believe it. Like we were all at home. We did not know what to do. And then all of a sudden, this became the 2020 light. 
<laughs> and it was a, and it was a docu series that was I I'll admit I loved it. Same. But I don't know that it's any better than any other docu series. It just fell into my lap at the right time in life. And I was so excited to have a water cooler show in which I could talk to all my friends and my grandparents and my sister and everybody at every age was watching Tiger King. This show was so important to, to 2020 that it's almost unbelievable. Yeah, I think you're right. I think, I think it probably would have been successful to some degree because of how crazy it is. Um, but I, I don't, it would, there's no reality. I think where it would have been so ubiquitous or, or such, such a high profile hit without what happened this year. But like you, I loved it. Like I, when I, when I watched them, like I, I ate this shit up. This kind of like backwoods, low rent, scummy crime type stuff. Like I'm all about it. You know what I mean? I grew up in Florida. I, I, I know these people. Like I, <laughs> yeah, I hear you. Yeah. And, and but also this show, we haven't even seen the legs of this show yet. Not only then did this show have a, every single person on it is now being reported on in entertainment news as this person's arrested. This person's clean to get out of jail, yeah. but also Carol Baskin, Goes on to be on Dancing with the Stars. That's so stupid. And her investigation on murdering her husband is reopened. Like that's that's what we're ta- we're talking about. Real people here. This is some this is some only in 2020 and only here do you get anything like this. Every person on this show was a villain. I don't, <laughs> I don't know how to phrase it any other way. And this when we think about this year, Tiger King is this year. That it is it is just it fully encompasses where we were at in 2020. And this is one of the this is one of the rare times where I think like the massive success of the show is actually probably the worst thing that could have happened to everybody in this show because because they are all scumbags. Like like it's just like oh we're now now people are going to start looking at you so that shit you were getting away with you're not going to get away with anymore. I know. I know. I'm also who knows if this messed you up DJ, but I was on my I was on my webcam mic and I just switched to my microphone microphone. Yeah, I was just going to say like the the quality drastic difference. So, that's another 2020. That's thing. another tw- listen, you listeners at home, you, you listeners at home if you, you had no idea, just mind blown. You're like, "Wow, these people are professionals. They probably don't deal with any issues like every day. Every day we deal with this shit, guys." So, here's how I knew. I looked down at my microphone and it was on mute and I was like, Either DJ is just really good at lip reading or I'm on the wrong thing. Well, and here's the other thing. On my side, I could have said something. I could have been like, hey, Roxy. It just just wasn't worth it. It wasn't worth it. Um, Speaking of not worth it, this isn't worth being on my list, but it is on my list. More about what it represents. Um, Celebrities did gross shit this year. Yeah. There's a lot of it everywhere. I could have picked the Ezra Miller strangling a girl and taking her to the ground and never being addressed situation. I could have picked Massimo and Lori Laughlin going to jail and Massimo now being in uh, solitary confinement. I could have picked a lot of different things, but to represent all of the gross celebrity things that took place this year that were messy and that I wish I never knew, I guess on the top of that list is Johnny Depp and Amber Heard and the whole thing, the whole <laughs> thing. Just all the whole thing that is happening, uh, gr- gross. He hit that. 
blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I don't have really more to say about it than that. They're just a representation of black. Well, it's interesting because um, uh, my wife and I just rewatched uh, the original Sam Raimi Spider-Man movie, right? Um, which she, I don't think she's seen before. And obviously I mentioned a previous one means a lot to me, but in the, I associate it. Cause this was in a time where I was starting to like go out and see movies on my own. And one of those movies is pirates of the Caribbean. That was around the same, might've been the same year. I don't remember at this point. And it's mm-hmm. funny. I just brought up for the people watching that this image of Amber Heard and Johnny Depp. And it's just interesting to think about like, the the impression I had of that man 18 years ago <laughs> I know. And, and the impression I have now, and it's interesting looking, obviously we talked about this on a previous episode, kind of the, the, the sort of semi ambiguity to this situation, but I got to tell you, Roxy, you cannot see this picture I've got up right now. But it, to my mind, one of them looks like the bad guy. One of them, if I were to make a guess of who's the problem in this relationship, and maybe it's like a, a Rorschach test where depending on your paradigm, you see a different villain in it. But Yeah, I know. I'm with you. DJ, I'm with you on this. I am. But at the same time, th- this is why I said this is a representation. I don't, I don't want to... If okay, it's not that I don't want to know. As in, if somebody needs help and we need to get them out of a situation, um, and the government needs to step step in or law, then that should happen. But as a fan of somebody's, like, I just I don't want to see you strangling somebody and taking them to the ground. Shia LaBeouf, I don't want to know that you strangled FKA Twigs outside of the car and that you are that you on purpose gave her an STD. I I don't. I w- these are things that I wish were not in my brain. I don't want to see text messages released between exes who are celebrities and it shows that neither of them are particularly good parents. I don't I don't DJ. I just I just I get don't it. I don't and so this is that. Yeah. This this whole thing is that I don't want to look at Aquaman and be thinking about what Amber heard the situation. I don't want to look at Fantastic Beasts and be thinking about the Johnny Depp. I just don't I I don't. Yes. I don't. I agree. I agree. So, so 2020 had a lot of that. Yeah. A, a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, a lot of that. So they're just the, the faces on the subject. But, I, w- yeah. I will say, though, I think the Shia LaBeouf thing surprised me the least. Wait, he's unstable? Uh, what? <laughs> well, that's why my favorite of all of the reactions to anybody being accused of being an abuser, my favorite so far, Shia LaBeouf's, who straight up said, yes, I abused myself and her and everybody in my life for years. <coughs> because cool. because if he knows that, and still the internet's like, they were in a relationship, there's no way this is true. <laughs> and Shia's like, no, no, yeah. I, no, I did that. No, yeah, that was me. Yeah. You know, a lot of drugs. And everybody's like, why is she coming out and saying this? <laughs> it, I mean, it, it has a life of its own. Yep. So the last one I will point out, and again, this kind of represents more about where we're at in the world, the current state of society, that this is even possible or even a thing, and what this means for the future, is Kanye West, his his uh, mental health situation and his run for presidency in which he was actually on the ballot. Mm-hmm. Um, this whole thing is, uh, we could do an entire podcast 
and we could do a podcast every single day on Kanye West updates. I'm sure there is one of those (laughs) more about like, what does this mean? How do we as society, what do we deem to be um, not acceptable? What do we deem to be mental health? What do we deem to be uh, uh, somebody who can be a politician? What do like all of these questions and Kanye West represents so many of these questions about the current state of the United States and the world. Yeah. Yeah, I think I, the biggest thing that kind of struck me with the whole Kanye West thing was when it first started happening and people were kind of like making fun of him, whatever. There's a lot of people that came out like, hey, it's a mental health thing. Like, you can't be mean to Kanye West about that. And it's like, I don't buy into that because of all the this isn't a homeless man or unhoused person screaming at a car passing by. This is one of the most wealthy, successful people in the world. If anybody has the means or or the support or the ability to resolve their situation, it's this person. You know what I mean? So I'm not going to shed a tear for Kanye West. He might have issues. But again, if anybody at at that point, I feel like you can look at that person and be like, that's on you're choosing not to fix that. Like, that's not it's not that the system failed you. The system made you one of the most successful people in the world. Yeah. So so I'm not I'm and 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 I and I hope people don't I don't want people dealing with mental health issues to look at Kanye West and be like, that's like me. It's like, no, it's not, though, because he has Mm. thing he has access to things that you just don't. Well, it is, it is. It got really sticky and tricky to talk about DJ because once he did come out and, and the diagnosis was that he is bipolar, he's manic depressive bipolar, it was challenging to talk about because while that is true, and I believe that to be true, um, and they're telling us that's true, you also are affecting millions of lives. Yeah. And so, you know, if you were, if you had said something in private to friends and then you wanted to make up for it by saying to them in private, I'm so sorry, I am manic depressive and I, this is what happened. That's one thing. But when you are running for president of the United States, you are, you are opening the doors for criticism on how you act based on a number of things. And if you are an addict, if you have mental illness, if you are, whatever it is, the world is now allowed to comment on it because you are running for president of the United States yeah, or because you are one of the biggest rappers alive. You know, you are a celebrity. So the whole thing is so just like, how did we get here? How did we get into a society in which we had to, like people had to legitimately tweet out, don't vote for Kanye West as a joke. That won't be funny. Yeah. Because he was actually on people's back. Like still, Thousands of people voted. For you don't trip me out. If you looked at your ballot, he wasn't even, he was VP. I know, but he wrote himself in for president. <laughs> I know, I know, but that's, that is 2020. Oh my God. One again, I think it goes back to this whole thing of, 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 I blame reality TV, Roxy. I'm going to be honest. I haven't quite, I haven't quite figured out my TED talk on it yet, but I blame reality TV and the way it has affected how we view stuff like that. Like the fact that we have a reality TV president, I think it all ties back to that. And we all, we're all living as if we're in entertainment, but like seriously, people's lives are on the line. 
I hear you. Maybe not yours, but somebody's is. So please stop dicking around. And you never know when it could be your life on the line for decisions you're making because you don't think they affect you. And then all of a sudden they affect somebody you love. And yep. it's like, oh, wait, that does touch me. Yeah. And then and then it matters. And at that point, it's kind of like, well, it's too late. The train left yeah. the station, dog. Like you could have. Anyway, we do have some questions about this year. Um, from the Discord that I wanted to to run ask. I actually thought that we that some of these questions were really, really solid. Uh, Kayla Marie 33 says, for the year in the review portion, she says Animal Crossing really helped her get through this year. What helped you escape the chaos of this year? Do you have one, DJ? Um, I think, honestly... I, I, I don't right now. I don't feel like I did escape the chaos of this year. Like I feel, I if I'm being if I'm being candid, I feel really kind of beat down right now. <laughs> like I hear you. Yeah. So you. it's like I don't I don't know that if you'd ask me right at this moment, I am not sure I did. I do think like what entertainment we did get was great. Um, she mentioned Animal Crossing. Animal. Uh, I didn't play Animal Crossing, but video games were good for me. Um, working on projects. Um, at times were a good distraction but then considering a lot of the hardships of trying to get anything done also double-edged sword on that one um what about you was there something that was like yeah this really helped me to be honest and i hope that this doesn't come across like the most arrogant answer of all time but my daily show yeah only because every single day i live by myself and I live by myself in a time in which we can't see anybody. Yeah. And I was horrifically afraid that I would end up here in a situation that nobody would even know that I was gone. Like, mm-hmm. and that was really, really frightening and frustrating and um, isolating. And my, and I think a lot of people are in a similar situation to me yeah. because being alone during this time is, I, I don't mean to undermine other people's struggles because they are so real and so, so equal but it's got to be one of the hardest things being alone during this time is like i mean it's really really fucking hard i don't know another way of describing it and so um i think that being able to have a group of people that i checked in with every single day who like gave a crap and showed up um and i really didn't appreciate youtube until this year the way that i do yeah i can't believe we live in a time in which i could do that from my house i mean internet issues and all the things be damned from my house every single day I have been able to be in people's houses in a time of pandemic that that's like mind blowing to me. Yeah. So as much as people are like, they are sending me message because today I hit 281 days oh that I've been God. live. Um, I did do it for everybody else to start and then totally now like i it's the been the best decision that i made for me because otherwise i just don't even know what my i don't even know yeah yeah it's so, so it's so crazy yeah. how this how everybody's been impacted a little bit differently but we're all impacted together yeah uh, and i do hope as challenging as this year is and as divisive as this year has been i still hope for some sort of camaraderie out of that something at least with your neighbors when you're able to go i don't know uh, i don't know uh, wishful thinking I on my part maybe um, 
But uh, uh, Danny asked, I uh, got to ask what your favorite comic to read in 2020 was. Uh, for me, it was it was uh, John Constantine Hellblazer by Cy Spurrier, Aaron Campbell, and Matias Bergara. Anybody gets a chance to check it out. Unfortunately, that was a truncated run. It was just 12 issues. Uh, but those are a great 12 issues. So, uh, uh, Roxy, was there any, anything you read? Not necessarily a comic, but anything you Yeah, you... so the only things that I've read this year, which is strange for me, not that I'm a big reader, mm-hmm. but usually I read a couple of things. Uh, the only things I read this year, just to be upfront, were self-help books and um, performance books, mm-hmm. like uh, acting and um, broadcasting and all of that. Because this year for me was like all about getting better mentally, physically, all of those things. So yeah. the only things that I sat down to read were like, how the fuck do I not feel like this? Yeah. And that's all I could, that's all I could manage. Recommendations for the people at home? Um, yeah, I read a lot of, um, let me think, the, the How We Love I think that was the name of this one that I thought was really, really helpful. Um, let me just make sure it's not how I love, how we love. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay. So it's called how we love. Um, and this is, you guys are going to crap all over me, but it's called how we love discover your love style, enhance your marriage. I'm obviously <laughs> not married. Hey, so we're a, a big, but, in a lot of the circles I grew up in, the five love language was one that was passed yeah, the love languages are amazing. Yeah. They are amazing. But this one was is more about, it taught me, and this is the second time I've read it, but it hits differently. Um, it, it teaches you about like what you're looking for and what you're able to give and what things match. Mm-hmm. Um, and that doesn't have to do with, like one of the first things is like, this is about friendship. This is about relationships. This is about like, it, it really helped me in a time where I can't connect with my people as easily. It helped me remember how to connect differently with my different friends and yeah. differently with my different family members. So uh, I love that book. It also is so bizarre because it has these like religious elements to it. And I'm not religious at all, but there's some beautiful practices that, I mean, religion exists for a reason. Yeah. So uh, it's written by a Christian woman and I'm a little Jewish girl. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I don't know, this book was really beautiful. Um, and, um, oh, what's the name of the broadcast book? It's in my room. It's really good. Wait, DJ, you talk. I'll okay. tell you. So you we've talk. also got, I'll keep talking. I'll keep talking. I'll keep talking. Uh, so, so, um, Danny also asks, uh, what's an underrated movie from 2020 that you recommend people make time to watch? I think I mentioned it before, but on HBO Max, uh, there's a movie called Deerskin. It is a French film. It was at um, last year's uh, Fantastic Fest, and it is fucking uh, hilarious. Roxy, what's the book? Roxy's back. What's the book? Oh my, I came back. My phone <laughs> rang. The whole thing. I mean, I'm, I'm causing chaos. But just for anybody who wants to be a broadcaster, um, this book, Beyond Powerful Radio, uh, it's by Valerie Geller, and it's so good. If you're trying to, this is not an, I usually read acting books, but this is a broadcast book. And I just think it does a great job explaining things in broadcast about how to make people feel included and um, I, I don't know. Sometimes you read something that's about one thing, but it also gives you tips on life. You yes. know what I'm talking about? I 100% know what you're talking about. So this kind of just, we started the show talking about DJ, how you and I like to feel included. And that's kind of what this is about, like yeah. how to make, how to do that. Um, so yeah, I've been broadcasting for 10 years. I've been doing it without a broadcast degree. I started picking up books because I was like, I guess I fucking do this every day. Mm-hmm. So like maybe I should be good at it or something. <laughs> um, and this is really good. 
I love it. Well, what, what I was answering while you were gone is he also asked, what's a movie from 2020 you recommend uh, people make time to watch? An underrated movie. And obviously, like, that's, I, it's weird to think, like, what movies did I even see? But I was recommending Deerskin on HBO Match, Max, which is uh, a French um, black comedy that is, that is hilarious. It was a fantastic fest last year. Highly recommend it. It stars uh, Jean Dujardin. We talked about Oscars. He got, I think it was the Oscar for artist. It's, he's um considering how screwball the movie is he is incredible in it he just sells the whole thing i haven't heard of this dj it's so fucking funny it's it Wait, basically it's called deer skin it's called deer skin a guy a, a guy basically spends his life savings to get a deer skin jacket and then he starts to imagine that it is it is talking to him and it's it's telling him that he should be the only person that wears a jacket. So he spends a majority of the movie taking other people's jackets and he gets a camera at the same time. So he starts trying to film it. It's it's just so it's hard, it's so hard to describe, but it's so fucking funny. It's short, it's like an hour 30 minutes. I it's on HBO. I highly recommend it. Roxy, was is there any underrated movies you recommend? Yeah, it's actually not out yet, but it's coming out in a week. No less than that, like three days, uh, or whenever you're watching this, it's coming out on the 25th. It's coming out on Christmas. Yeah. Uh, Promising young woman. Have you oh, heard about? I've this heard film? about this. It looked really good. Have you seen it already? It's, yeah, it, I saw yeah. it. I saw it. It's excellent. I'm so here for it. It's weird. I didn't know what I was. I recommend going in and having no idea what you're about to see. Yeah. I didn't know anything I was about to see. As I'm watching it, I was like, "What is happening right now?" Um, but it advertises itself as a thriller comedy. And I think I like thriller comedies a mm-hmm. lot. I, I think that this is a little less comedy, a little more thriller, but I get why it's co- it's really good. It's cool. a really, really solidly good. Um, and the girl that plays uh, the lover on the crown of the prince uh, who also created was the EP, I think, of Killing Eve. Oh, she yeah. wrote and directed this. It was her first movie, Emerald Fennel. Oh, yeah. she's and- the showrunner on the second season of Killing Eve, which my oh, wife sorry. and I are watching right sorry, now. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, so she was, and I think that she's awesome. This is so good. And, Watch this. And that's going to be on Video On Demand? Great question. Um, I know it's coming out on New Year's Eve. It's me. Yeah, I don't think it's any of the streaming services because okay. it was a focus features thing. So that's what that Sony? Do they even have a streaming service? I don't think so yet. Uh, no, but I've heard nothing but good things. So, so be sure to check that out. Uh, STS twenty eighty four, and I think this dives a little bit into Roxy what you were talking about earlier. What's something you learned about yourself or learned to do this year that makes you better? Hmm. Um. For me, and I, this is something that's hard to recommend to other people because. I, I don't know that this works for everybody. So remember that all of this is individualized. And honestly, any advice that anybody gives you is probably coming from a place of themselves. Yes. So that's all I can that's, say about that. I think that's some of the best advice anybody can give. Like, listen, when anybody gives you advice, what works for them does not necessarily, not work, necessarily for work for you. Exactly. Uh, for me, I need to start by giving to others. And that ultimately gives to me. Mm-hmm. I started going live every day because I was like, people need fucking help. They yeah. need help right now. They need somebody. And then it ended up being 100% for me. Yeah. So for me, I know a lot of people like talk about, you have to reserve a lot of your energy for yourself and don't give too much and whatever. I, that does not work for me. I need mm-hmm. to give 110% of myself to the world and to everybody. And that's how I have ultimately received back. Um, 
which is why I do things like work as many hours as I do or have a lot of really close, incredible friends or whatever it is. That's what works for me in the most selfish way possible that like fulfills me and gives back to me. So for me, that what I've learned about myself is that even when everybody else is like, you have too many friends, that's going to be a problem. If you work too many hours, you're going to burn out. If you go live every, how are you going to go live every day? Do you think you could possibly do that? I knew I could, and I knew it would work for me. So just kind of like listening to my gut and knowing that giving to people is actually how I receive. That sounded so like woo woo. No, no, I think that makes a lot of sense. And I, and I got to say, just to add some validity to that, growing up, anytime somebody was like, yeah, I just need to spend more time focusing on me. Those were always the people that did not need to do that. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. What is it about that, DJ? Like anybody who says, I'm going to do me. I'm like, what else have you been doing? Yeah, yeah. It's, All it's, you do is you. Exactly. Yeah. I, I always, I always, I'm a little suspicious when somebody's like, yeah, you just need to learn how to take care of yourself first. It's like, I, yeah, I don't, does anybody have a problem taking care of themselves? We live in America. That's like the one thing we're good at. A hundred percent. And yeah. I, I know that that advice might not, it might not be right for everybody because you might be burning the candle at both ends of the stick and maybe you do need to ca- take better care of yourself. But for me, like, I just don't operate like that. Yeah, and, and I'm well, kind of tired of people telling me to do that. I, I think I, I think for me, mine is the opposite, sort of. In that, what I'm trying to learn better about is, in a way, stop putting so much pressure on myself um, because I tend to be uh, I, I'm very hard on myself um, uh, to get stuff done, to have goal, and it's just it didn't matter. I'm a very goal oriented person. I, I like planning ahead. I'm a schemer. Uh, I always think back to the the uh, Dark Knight with Joker talking about schemers, like that is me. Um, and it just didn't fucking matter this year. It didn't. I, they're, they're incapable yeah. of planning ahead, no matter what. I I uh, tried to get ahead of anything, plan on anything. It just didn't fucking matter. And so, not putting that expectation on myself that I need to have accomplished da 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 by da da da. Not that I shouldn't necessarily have plans. Not that I shouldn't necessarily like. I throw schedules out the window or any of that stuff, but be more understanding when, um, like there was a project, there was a project I wanted to get off the ground uh, by the end of this year. And then it got pushed to February and now it's pushed to possibly May and that's okay. That's okay. Cause it's out of my control. <laughs> it's, it's, it's out of my control. It's and- not pushed because you didn't do your part. It's not because I didn't, and so I shouldn't. I shouldn't beat myself up about the fact that that happened because it's it is okay, um, and kind of knowing when when to push myself on that stuff and when not to, and allowing myself and allowing just life to be what it is, leaving room for life to do its thing. Um, we'll see how that goes. Still learning it. Uh, yeah, we sometimes we know lessons and then we learn them. Yep. That's a very good way of describing it. So last one from Discord. Um, Danny Boy says, getting COVID definitely impacted him most. Uh, no worries, though. The doc- doctor cleared him last week. Warner Brothers taking their movies to HBO Max and the fallout to come was pretty huge. Uh, he really appreciates us and what we're doing, uh, keeping OSA going. He says, OSA means a lot to us, and we love the work 
uh, you've been doing. So that really meant a lot to me. And I appreciate everybody that stuck with the show through the ups and downs. I'm very grateful to have Roxy doing the show with me because um, uh, uh, doing the show solo was not great. Uh, so I'm very thankful to have a friend um, to do this with because that's always kind of what the show was meant to be. Um, and so uh, a lot of ups and downs, but I want to thank everybody for sticking around. Um, and that's been 2020. I hope you all have been. DJ, I'm too emotional for this. (laughs) I want to thank everybody that stuck through. We've got exciting things planned for 2021. A lot of things to look forward to. Hopefully a less volatile year. So stay tuned for all of that. That is thankfully it for 2020. It's been a hell of a ride. We'll see y'all next time. Bye everybody.